Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to your Ghosts of Boyfriends past mini-sode. It's mini-sode time and today, Tom, we are doing a stories episode. Very professional, Liz. They're my favourite. I know, look, I was like, what do I do that's a wacky good entrance, no, like opening line? No and then I was like, nope, let's just, let's just tell them like it is today. It is Elizabeth Best and best for a reason, yes, I, yes. I find. Very Tom professional. Harris, Tom yeah. Harris, or complimentary as always. Oh, please. Now, today, a couple of my stories are actually um, stories that I've read on different news sites that I thought were so outrageous that I just needed to bring them to the fore. I think I have a sneaky suspicion that our lovely readers don't really give a damn, my no. dear, uh, where, there's, where the good good comes from. They you just know, want it in the veins. Exactly. Come on, give, it, give us the hell. We've, give us the torture. <laughs> this is a bad one. <laughs> Ooh, um, so this go. is, I, I got this from um, Nine Honey. Uh, so he goes, my date with Phil was fantastic. I met him through a friend of mine and he'd only been in Australia for two weeks when he asked me out. And he really knew how to show a girl a good time. We went out for drinks, then dinner, a walk on the beach where he told me all about his family and his dreams for the future. And I thought he was just divine and I loved his accent and he was gorgeous. And he couldn't stop kissing me. Literally, the moment we left the restaurant, he was all over me. Not in a sleazy way because I was attracted to him, so I didn't mind. So he'd be kissing my face, my arms, my hands, my neck. He was just an incredibly sensual man. Now, it's usually my policy never to go home with a man until I've had at least two or three dates, especially a man like Phil, who wasn't like anybody I'd ever dated before. Mm. But after having a few too many wines and then succumbing to his seductive ways, I agreed to go back to his apartment. He poured me a glass of champagne, and before I could even take a sip, we were kissing. Then he took my hand, and we went to the bedroom. And the sex was out of this world. Woo! He was so loving and attentive, and he was so attractive. And after we made love, we had a shower together and then got back into bed. That is when he devastated me. He told me he'd had a great night, but he couldn't see me again after that night, and I could not believe his reason. He thought that I'd given myself away too easily oh, and too quickly, good. and he didn't like that good. about a woman. He wanted to date a woman that he could respect, and he said he can't respect women that are too easy. I was horrified, and he made me feel worthless. Yes, I'd slept with him on our first date, and I'd only done that once before in my life, but what about the double standard? I was sleeping with him on the first date, but he was also sleeping with me on our first date. I tried to explain how unfair he was, but he didn't listen and he didn't care and I got out of bed right away and got dressed. There was no way I was going to spend the rest of the night with him. I told him I thought he should be ashamed of making me feel bad and that I wished I'd never slept with him or met him. He just looked at me with a smirk on his face and said, Goodbye. Have a nice life. I'd never been so humiliated. Gee. 
so glad it's a stories episode as and always. And we don't ever. have to give advice. Uh, I mean, wow. The thing is, um, this story is not uncommon at I'm all. I'm very sure. I've had a very, very similar sure. experience where I've slept with somebody on the first date and they've gone, oh, I just really don't, like, I just feel like, you know, because you slept with me, you're not the type of woman I'd want to date. And I'm like, you want to date a woman who's not going to sleep with you? It's so unfair because you're like, you're like, all right, you got me. I slept with you on the first date, but so did you. And then, I, and then it's just, but the mind's made up. But and women it's just should a, have yeah. better respect for themselves. Just, no, 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 it's not. Apart from the fact that he heavily, heavily seduced her into it, it's like in, it's the dating version of entrapment, really. Mm. Mm. What have you got for me, Tom? I've got an interesting one. <laughs> bit of bit of fun to uh, to open me up. Yes, uh, good. We met. We met at a local pub for a few drinks and we get chicken fingers. Delicious. Great date. The conversation is terrible, but I notice she's taking the chicken fingers and ripping them up in her hands and putting the breading in a huge purse. No! So naturally, I call her out on it. She smiled and said, oh, I'm just feeding Sammy and pulled out a fat chinchilla from her purse. (laughs) Now, chinchilla is a town in Queensland, but it is also a rodent from South America. She means the latter. uh, She wasn't feeding the whole town of chinchilla. The super fuzzy rodent. She plopped her thing in the middle of the table and it just kind of chilled out. She plopped a rat in the middle of the table? Chinchilla. I, played, I played with the chinchilla a bit and she kind of got mad at me for playing with it and back in the purse it went. I was ready to call it and leave, but she mentioned she could go for some ice cream and I was cool with it. So we go to Ben and Jerry's. We get to talking about tattoos and piercings and she tells me she has nipple piercings and I'm like, oh? oh? And then she pulls down her shirt in the middle of Ben oh. and Jerry's at 8pm and shows me her nipples. Mm. I just kind of poker-faced. <laughs> Because what do you do? You can't be like, hell yeah, because that's creepy. But you also can't be like, I can't look at that. I've seen your chinchilla. I've seen seen the girls. um, (laughs) So then I decide to walk her to her car. She kiss attacks me. And well, she was kind of cute. So I made out with her, sort of. Her lips were tense the whole time and she licked my teeth. Mm. I friended her on Facebook for some reason after that. She had a Facebook page for her and Chinchilla that had more Facebook friends than I did. A few months later, the Chinchilla died, and its Facebook was a memorial page where a bunch of people, like 35, commented how much they missed it. I liked one of her statuses, and she called me crying. I unfriended her, but not the Chinchilla. Rest in peace, Sammy. Oh, wow. That's, That's a date. That's a date that happened. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad we don't have to provide advice here. Yep. Right. It's not our job. Not nipple, today, nip, anybody. Nip, nipple piercings. There you go. Yeah. Like, I get, like, nipple piercings cool, but don't, like, whip it out in the middle of a... I mean, free the nip and everything like mm. that, but also... Uh, on a so, date? On, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. I feel maybe like not. it's one of those vulnerability things, right? Like, you have to earn the right to be vulnerable with somebody. Yes. Um. Uh, so here's a here's a story uh, from news.com.au. Um, it was actually something that she shared on TikTok, this person called Nadia. She says, I've got a doozy. When my ex-boyfriend came home after a night out with the boys, I thought, 
let me make him some breakfast. But once the mum of one got out of bed to make her other half something to help ease his impending hangover, she received an alert on her fitness tracker. I got a notification on my Fitbit, uh, the Fitbit that we'd synced together, that between 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock in the morning yesterday, he'd burned over 500 calories. Mm. I shoved that breakfast where the sun doesn't shine, darling. So, yes, she discovered that her boyfriend was cheating on her because... Of the, the, because of the amount of calories burned in the middle of the night. Uh, I'm assuming she was correct in yeah, the, her so assumption Yeah, she was in the correct end. in the assumption. He didn't just do a freak 2am drunk workout. Yes. Like, wow. Yes. The, yeah. way, the ways you'll get tripped up in One the 21st century. One of the responses century. to her story was, for an hour? Do they even last that long anymore? And I'm like, when you're drunk, probs. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good shout. Yeah, so, uh, you know, again, please write in with the interesting ways that you found out that people have cheated on you because I think how cheating has technolo- by Fitbit, how yeah. has technology failed you <laughs> or, or, or yeah. helped you? Wow. Yes. Uh, i got a little story that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Oh, But it's okay. easy to do, so who yep. knows. And this is from a female. Um, my mother-in-law has always hated me. I'm not sure why. I'd say she had a healthy life outside of her son and wasn't one of those mothers. But we were like oil and water. There was back and forth for years. She would talk She would talk shit and try to exclude me from family things. My husband tried to set boundaries. We did timeouts. Mother-in-law freaked the fuck out and always seemed on the verge of a nervous breakdown when I was around. It was just a horrible situation. Finally, he, uh, the husband, realised that the only option was to go no contact because he had to put his wife first. Mm. That was not an easy decision for him and it broke his heart. I don't think mother-in-law understood no contact at the time and she was very hurt, but she never broke it or reached out. We ran into her recently at a party after five years of no contact. Husband tried to talk to her and only got one-word answers. He told her that seeing her made him regret the no contact And the mother-in-law was just like, oh, sorry about that. He asked if she wanted to talk and she said not really, but she ended up sitting down with us and her husband. My husband told her that he thinks he made a mistake and he wants to have a relationship, which honestly hurt me a lot and I was trying not to cry. Mother-in-law said that she is sorry that he didn't get what he wanted out of the no contact because she did and she has never been happier. She said being around us made her life toxic and she isn't willing to go back to that. Hubby tried to counter that, but mother-in-law's husband shut that down and said that the husband has to live with the consequences of his choice and to leave her alone. They did leave right after, and my husband has been depressed for the past week. I want to support him, but on the other hand, I am so hurt that he wanted a relationship with her after the stuff she has said about me. Right, right now, I'm kind of mad at him for uh, kind of mad at him for being hurt, and I need to know how to work through that and support him. Full stop. Kind we of a heartbreaker, that one. We can't give advice. That's well, not our job. You can try, but, nope. you're, yeah, but you're right. Oh, it's just a heartbreaking... There's no, there's no way to fix that. Like, yeah. Oh, nope, glad I'm not giving advice this one because I'm not going to figure that out. Yes, I'm... Oh, uh, that's just sad. Glad to... Uh, we'll skip out of that one. Sorry if that broke anyone, oh. anyone else's heart at home, but oh. that's what you signed up for, people. All right. I got one last one. Take us home. All right. Uh, This is from, again, another one from um, Nine Honey. 
Uh, a woman's boyfriend of two years appeared to disappear into thin air. Catherine Verb was shocked when her long-term boyfriend seemingly fell off the face of the earth, even going to the links to file a missing persons report. Upon doing so, she was confronted with the bizarre reality. Detailing the situation on TikTok, Catherine explained that she began to worry after her partner said that he had coronavirus and didn't contact her any further. I was with a man for two years and I thought I was going to marry him and have his babies and spend the rest of our lives together, she explains. Then COVID hit and he told me that he thought that he'd had it. Uh, Catherine continued to say that her boyfriend went to hospital as his condition deteriorated, but then miraculously he began to feel better. But then it was the same day he told me he was feeling better that I didn't hear from him again. And then he stopped responding to all her calls, all her texts. The radio silent man's phone even began to go straight to voicemail after one week. I freaked out, she said. I started calling the hospital thinking maybe something happened and that he's at the hospital and that he wasn't there. She says she called a number of hospitals, all of which confirmed that he wasn't there. The story took an alarming twist when she finally contacted the police to file a missing persons report and they informed her that her boyfriend did not exist. So not only did he ghost her by faking his death, he'd also lied for two years about who he actually was and about his identity. Gee. Yeah, so many speculated that the boyfriend was married in comments Mm. and had been lying to her, Mm. which I totally buy. Um, And someone posted, no social media at all and never met any friends or family is the biggest red flag, which I agree. And then she says, which I just go, oh, honey, she only ever met up with her partner in hotels due to their long-distance relationship and had never seen his ID. Uh, she yes. said she was embarrassed by the whole debacle. I can but, imagine. Oh, can you imagine that one-two punch of thinking your partner's dead and also they don't exist? My inkling was that it was a husband from an, who had his own yes. life. And I think I want that to be true because it fascinates me, these people that will f- discover that... The amount of compartmentalization that that requires is insane. These people that find out, oh, yeah, he's had a second family for six, eight, ten years. and just There was a brilliant uh, one. um, How? There's a brilliant one recently that it was the chief of police of a small American town and one girlfriend posted a photo and the other girlfriend found out, but then it turns out he had, like, a wife and, like, four fiancés, and all in all, there were 14 different partners. And so this second girlfriend was like, that's it, I've had enough. Blew it up online. He ended up losing his job as the chief of police. Like, I'm going to try and find this article and post it in the group therapy group because, my God, the reading this entire Facebook thread, because it was a Facebook thread in a group that I'm part of, and watching it unfold was the most satisfying women getting their power. Yes. back and oh, getting boy. that revenge that I've seen in a very long time. But 14, how do you manage two girlfriends, let alone 14, one, and four it, of them being your fiancés? One relationship is exhausting. And, but I don't know. It's so fascinating to me that the people that will find out that after a long time that someone's managed two families or two yeah. relations it's just yeah and not even like we're talking to a, a different level from just cheating it's like 
committing and holding two worlds. It's creating two lives, two people that you are. Which is amazing Mm. to me. Well, there we go. Guys, if you've got any stories about, you know, mistaken identities or people who've concealed things from you for long term, we would love to hear those. Or if they brought a chinchilla on a date. Definitely all your chinchilla stories. Or if you've been on a date in chinchilla, Queenslanders. Yes, I want all of those. If you're from chinchilla and you listen to the podcast, please write in. Yeah, a bit of fun. Ghostofboyfriendspast at gmail.com or you can contact us on any of our social medias. Jump on our, uh, our Facebook group, the uh, group Ghost therapy. Ghost of Boyfriends Past group therapy. And as always, please rate, review, subscribe. There are so many people who listen to this podcast and if everyone wrote one review, we'd be famous, let's be honest. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It would mean the absolute world to us if you took two seconds to just give us that five-star rating and even write one word if I, you can't be bothered yeah, writing Liz cool. and I just want to retire and live off podcast money. That's we would we love want. to just be able to do this and as our full-time job. Yes. You know, <laughs> instead of our little part-time job, that would be wonderful. That but would be wonderful. You don't even have to pay us money to do that. Just rate, review and subscribe. We'd love it. Guys, please write in. Chinchilla stories. I want them. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.